Welcome to the Vanessa G. Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine or having a body you love, well then, girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette, founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Gillette, and here with me is Omar Pozos. What's up, guys? All right, so today's episode is going to be a little bit of, I guess, a follow up. It's going to be a part two from episode 20, I believe, which was when we talked about the five lessons we learned from fitness. And you guys really liked that episode. That one was a, a good one. So if, if you hadn't heard it yet, go back and listen to that one or, you know, listen to it again if you want to have a little review. But today we're going to cover five more life lessons we learned from fitness. So Omar, you want to go ahead and take us into uh, the first one here? Yeah, definitely. Let's do it. Um, to your point, Vanessa, to our listeners, definitely go back and listen to episode 20 because as Vanessa likes to say, it was fire. So it was good stuff. Um, oh, nice. We get to use our sound effects. How many episodes are we in now? And I've been waiting to use the sound effects and <laughs> I can never remember. We, so. we also labeled our sound effects, guys. So keep your ears open because Vanessa likes to use them. Um, all right. So let's get into it. Um, for this part two, uh, I would say the first life lesson I want to uh, point out is your environment is key. So I think our behavior is an action that is directly linked to our environment, right? It's the invisible hand that kind of shapes us and molds us each and every uh, step of the way. So does your environment shape your behavior? Absolutely. You know, your gym, your coworkers, your friends, we spend so much time with each of these people that they're just bound to have a big influence in all of us, right? And it it all starts in, I don't know, what you wear, how you act, speak, and even your likes and dislikes. I mean, look at the world, right? We all speak different languages. We have different accents, beliefs, uh, religious beliefs. I mean, it all just shapes us. Um, so again, it's the same for your environment at home. So wherever you are for a long period of time, your environment is going to be a cue for your daily habits. Um, so plain and simple, if you want to eat healthy at home, taking this back to nutrition, fill your home with healthy healthy foods. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to work out, have your clothes ready to go when you get home so that you can quickly grab those clothes, put them on, and head over to the gym. The less you have to think about what it is that you need to do, the better. So um, for me, for example, lately I've been wanting to read more books, so I have more books readily available on my nightstand so that when I go to sleep or when I go to bed, I can very easily pick that book up and just start picking up that habit. Um, But at the end of the day, guys, it's the environment that kind of puts it all together for us. So um, one quick little tip for me here would be make your behaviors obvious, make them quick and easy so that you can set yourself up for success. 
um, I would say make sure your environment is shaped in such a way that it can just help you reach the goals that it is that you want to achieve. So like I know for, for you and I, Vanessa, right now, for me, a big thing has become to kind of explore and learn what my core values are so that once I hit, I get that figured out and I know what it is that I want to or what direction I want to take my life in, I will shape my environment to help me get there, right? What are some of the um, behaviors or what, what are some of the things that you've done in your environment that has uh, helped you with your goals? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, with me, it's like I work from home. So, it's super duper important that I just keep my environment really I'm really just like aware of how I set up my environment to help support the the behaviors I want to have. So like, you know, for example, being in our small apartment, it's important that I don't have just like food out visible on the counters. Yeah. Um, because if I did, then it would be like anytime I just, you know, stand up from my desk to go to the bathroom, I would see the food and I'd be prompted to want to eat it because it's, it's that simple. You have that cue, that very visible cue to prompt that like hunger signal in your body. So, you know, like, you know, Omar, I have our kitchen, like, very strategically designed. Um, He loved it when we moved in together, and I say loved it, I don't know, maybe sarcastically, I'm not sure, but, like, (laughs) I had basically, like, rules about how I wanted things set up. You know, our pantry and our counters and our drawers and our fridge, everything is very, like, strategically designed, where the pantry, like, the area, the types of foods that we use on a day-to-day basis, those are in the area of the pantry that are very visible because those are the things that we're going to be getting out all the time. But then the things that I don't necessarily like want to be eating on a day-to-day basis, they're not necessarily like off limit foods, but foods that I just don't want to eat every day. So like typically your kind of snack style foods, like, you know, bars and cereal and um, just like those kinds of like snacky type items, I keep them out of sight. So I keep them in a different location so that I'm not, pro- I'm not seeing them every time I open up the drawer to get in, to get my like oats that I have every morning. So little things like that, even like with the fridge, you know, I have, um, I always keep like the produce and the fresh stuff like up top on eye level. And then I actually use like what is traditionally known as like your produce drawer, the crisper drawer. I, <laughs> I tuck away things in there that I like want to hide um, I didn't even know that's that that drawer was meant for that. By the mm-hmm. way, yeah, until it's recently. supposed to keep your stuff more fresh. But reality is, if you're putting your produce in there and then you don't see it, and then it goes bad, it doesn't matter if the crisper drawer is going to keep it fresh for an extra day because you're not going to eat it because you don't see it. Yeah. Whereas I promise you, if you put your produce front and center in your fridge, you're not going to forget about it and you're going to remember to eat it. And then instead, if you use that drawer to hide the things that need to be refrigerated but you don't want to be like prompted to eat all the time it's going to help you reach your goals a lot better. But yeah, I love this one. Um, I think it's so true. Like definitely something we learned from fitness that your environment really does shape your, your success because, you know, you have to have like a support group with fitness in that kind of stuff. It's really hard to embark on a fitness journey completely on your own. And it's really easy to give up on it, right? Yes. Once you get if you started. don't have somebody to hold you accountable, it's really hard to keep going. Like, I don't know if I would have made it this far if I never had anybody to hold me accountable or if I didn't have, you know, friends and family who also, um, like, valued their health and fitness. And that's honestly, that's why, like, the way I structured VGFN is to have it be, like, this support group. You know, there is a big community factor to it because – now, I, I remember I read studies once about, like, I think if you have one obese friend, you are 
I, I don't want to even throw out the number because I don't remember exactly what it was off the top of my head, but it was like a, a pretty big percentage more likely to be obese yourself. And that extends out to if you have a friend of a friend who's obese, your likelihood to become obese increases as well. And that just goes to show the power of your friends group and your environment in that way and who you're surrounding yourself with. So if you don't have that support group, like maybe your family is not focused on health and fitness, that's important that you put yourself into a group who is focused on yeah and and how many times have you also heard you know if you're in a room with successful people well the chances of you becoming successful are pretty likely or at least going to increase from you doing that right exactly i love it all right what's the next one all right lesson number two consistency is key you get what you put in and your outcomes are a measure of your habits so again you can kind of refine your progress and your journey the more you do it. But at the end of the day, the more reps that you do at performing this task is going to increase your chance of success and perfect your craft, right? So consistency day in, day out, heading to the gym or whatever it is you're doing, um, doing yoga or focusing on your mental health or uh, watching your nutrition, those little tasks day over day are going to compound in helping you reach your ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a big one because it's something that you learn firsthand from fitness with like, if you are, you know, you think working with working out, like you don't have to be perfect about it to see results. If you're currently working out zero days a week, uh, I can't even say that well. If you're working out zero days a week and you increase that to one day a week, and you consistently start lifting weights one day a week, guess what? You're going to tone up. You're going to see results. I you get those you. newbie gains that oh, they call yeah. it. You can see. And they're very awesome. real. Oh, yeah, 100%. And then if you're consistently working out one day a week, and then now you increase it to two, you're going to see even more results. And it's really that simple. And that applies to anything in life. Consistency is key. You don't have to go from zero to 60. Just about doing the small things consistently over time. Well, what about the my story you just put out uh, yesterday where you said you were talking to somebody that worked in an ER nurse Mm, and she would work out and work herself three, four days and then be off for two, three days. Mm -hmm. And then that cycle kind of repeats. Same thing with with her nutrition, right? She would be on point for two, three days and then would just kind of blow it off for the next couple of days. Talk a little bit more about that really quick. Yeah. So, I mean, I talked to a girl the other day and um, was just, you know, seeing if I could help her out a little bit. She had been struggling and um, she had shared with me of, you know, I I work three night shifts a week and I'm just like always very stressed and all these different things. She's like, but, you know, I'll um, I'll go through periods of time where I'll like work out five days a week and I'll be on it. And then I fall off and don't work out for like weeks and weeks at a time. I'm like, well, you know, it makes sense because you know, you're stressing your body like that. You're working those three night shifts a week, trying to go from, you know, working zero time, working out zero times a week to going to working out five days a week. That's not going to be very realistic. You're not going to be able to sustain that. So I encouraged her to instead start very small and get very consistent with very small manageable habits that are going to support her stress relief and then build on those from there. So that's something that I would recommend to everybody, anybody who's listening. Love it. All right. Number three, focus on your journey, not the goal. And before we get into this, I just want to point out and say, first of all, start by loving and embracing where it is that you are today. 
we all have, you know, traumatic childhoods. We all have backgrounds that are different from others. And, and we all have special experiences in our own individual lives that have made us and molded us into who we are today. Personally, I have some, you know, stuff that went up in my childhood that I would not change because it's made me who I am today. Um, with that being said, solidify your goals. And then from there, understand where it is that you want to go and understand that there's going to be good days and understands that there's going to be bad days, but that's okay. That's just life. Um, but I think that struggle and the hardships are the, are the things that are going to shape you into becoming what it is that you want to be or what it is that you want to achieve, right? So taking this back to our fitness journey, if you're on a weight loss journey or if you're trying to gain weight or, you know, get shredded or do your first pull up, whatever it is that you're doing, like a lot of our listeners, don't focus on the end result. Don't focus on that magic number that you see on the scale every morning because at the end of the day, like you've said plenty of times, Vanessa, it's just a data point. Mm -hmm. It doesn't define you. It doesn't make you better than somebody else. It doesn't make you a worse person than somebody else. It's just a, a data point, right? So I would challenge everybody, focus on the fact that you are gathering this data point and that you're investing in yourself and that you care about yourself enough to change your daily habits and that you're willing to let go of, you know, that instant gratification of, let's call it, I don't know, a treat food. And instead you're like, you know what? I'm not going to have that right now because I understand that my goals are X, Y, Z. And I'd rather focus on achieving my end goal and not this instant gratification that I'm going to get from this potentially uh, not very nutrient-dense food. For me, Vanessa, the one thing that I have started to really dial in on has been the term instant gratification. And to be honest, I mean, I didn't really know what it meant or I had heard it, but I had never really kind of paid attention to it and really kind of sat down and defined it for myself. And then um, I sat down and I really started thinking about it. And I noticed that like in today's world, the vast majority of our social interactions or our social cues are so focused on getting instant gratifications that we don't necessarily understand what a delayed gratification is. So look at Instagram, for example, you post a picture and you start getting all those instant notifications of likes, comments, whatever. And it feels good. I mean, I like to get noticed. I like to get a ton of likes. I like to get, you know, people to comment on my photos or whatever and tell me how great I look or what great, awesome place I'm at. Um, but you again, look so good, baby. Thanks. You're in such an awesome place. Um, but anyways, what I'm trying to get at is, in simple words, instant gratification is just a term that refers to the tendency to forego a feature benefit to obtain a less rewarding but more immediate benefit. Um, so again, like I said, getting your likes on Instagram, skipping a workout because you'd rather sit on the couch and watch Netflix or going for a treat food when you know you don't have the macros for it, right? Yeah, so it's really all about like focus on what you need to do today and kind of forget about the end goal. Like I think people really often overestimate what they can achieve in a day or a week and they underestimate what they can do, you know, with consistency over 
you know, six months or a year or three years. And people instead want to get that quick fix. They're like, give me the, you know, lose 30 pounds in 30 days fat give me loss that detox program. Tea. Yeah, they want that detox tea that promises them that they are going to be, you know, total flat tummy skinny for that event that they want to go to next week. And they'll do that and they do these things over and over and over again and they never learn the lesson. That the reality is if you do the things that aren't going to change you today, you do, you know, the workout, you eat the healthy meal and you do these things that have show zero effect on you today, you consistently do it day in and day out. Then if you keep doing that for, you know, a few months, a year, a few years, like think of how much you can drastically change your life by doing that. Yeah. It's amazing. No, absolutely. For this next one, guys, is going to be healthy self-criticism. And I want to highlight and underline the word healthy because it can be taken out of context and used in a very negative way. Um, so for this one, basically, you understand that you don't have to be what you've been. And you know that you can change and evolve and you're trying. And that's okay. Um, one quote that you shared with me um, before we started recording was, be humble about your past, be realistic about your present, and be optimistic about your future. Do you want to expand on that one a little bit, Vanessa? Yeah, I wish I could give it credit because I don't remember where I, I read it in a book once at some point. But I love this quote, and it's something I try to live by myself because the idea behind this is to be realistic about where you are right now. And this is where that aspect of like healthy self-criticism comes in because you need to kind of take an honest look at like your current situation, your current life that you're living and ask yourself like, are you proud of the life you're living right now? Are you living a life that's moving you closer to your goals? Are you, you know, moving yourself towards that person you want to become or not? And you need to be realistic about that. And it's kind of like from this place of neutrality, be realistic, but important to also be optimistic about your future. So when you're being a little bit critical of yourself in terms of, you know, I'm not saying beating yourself up. I'm not saying using negative, negative self-talk. I'm saying having realistic self-talk that might be, Hey, Vanessa, you need to, you know, be honest with yourself and recognize that you've not been taking care of your body. You have not been getting in enough movement. You have not been choosing the foods that, you know, make you feel your best. Like it's like having that kind of a conversation with yourself of just kind of like snapping your fingers and saying, hey, like get your shit together, girl. But also being like you're capable of more and it's time for you to change and evolve. And, it, you know, you are you can do this. Like just because you're in this situation right now, just because you feel like your life is not what you want it to be doesn't mean that it's not going to become more in the future. If you choose start making positive changes right now, if you choose to make your next choice a good one, then think about where you're going to be in the future. Be optimistic about the fact that you are capable of so much. Yeah. And also remember who you're doing it for. Yeah. It's your future version of yourself that you're doing this for, right? Um, and I would lastly just say, focus on stuff that you can change, not things that are out of your control. Um, the last one, number five, is going to be be flexible. Um, and this is kind of punny because if you stretch before you work out or after you work out, it will prevent lots of injuries. I love it. That was the wrong one. I meant to do this. 
that's Vanessa being very uh, funny with our sound effects. Um, but no, oh, one of my favorite quotes, this is a Justin Sua quote. If you guys don't listen to him, go listen to his podcast. It's How many times have we impact. shouted him out now? I feel like I know. we should be able to get him on the podcast by now. Justin Sua, if you're listening, come on the podcast, please. He's not listening. I'm sorry. I know. Um, but anyways, <laughs> so he says, success is found in the ability to hold on and let go, have a plan, but be fine when things get messy. Care, but not worry. Be confident, but coachable. Be results-driven, but process-oriented. Be selfless, but not, but selfish. Put all your all into what you do, but not be defined by it. And I just love it so much because that's the thing. I mean, you can, you have a plan, but God laughs, right? It's like one of those things where you're like, I'm going to do this. But at the end of the day, you really don't know how things are going to turn out, but that doesn't mean you're not going to give it your all. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, be flexible, guys, in, in your goals, in your journey. Um, and things will turn out great. I love it. I think we should leave it right there. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Let us know which of the life lessons was your favorite. Go back and listen to episode 20 and listen to those first five, five life lessons as well. And let us know which one stood out the most to you. Share it on your story. Share it with a friend. And... We'll be back next week. All right. See you guys. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens. Talk to you in the next episode.